Let's do it. All right, perfect. Good, good evening, everybody. This is Bubba's Bodyguard Podcast, available on all major podcast platforms. Today, I am blessed to have Brian Breach along here with me. Brian, how you doing? Good, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, even though we're in this crazy pandemic quarantine situation. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, you, you know, you're certainly welcome. Uh, you know, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day uh, to jump on here. Uh, can you get can you kind of just like uh, bring us through a little bit about your upbringing, where you're from and, and how eventually you get started into uh, doing what you're doing? Yeah, so uh, I guess you can call it a crazy story. I mean, if, if you want to go way back, mm-hmm. um, you know, the way I like to explain it is I was born to a very busy dad and extremely abusive mom mm-hmm. um, living in New York. She was arrested on interstate trafficking charges and, and, and ended up taking lesser charges. My mm-hmm. dad was trying to catch her on audio to all the abuse that was going on in the house in order to use it in the custody battle. Um, t- some time passed and my mom ends up cheating on my dad with a, a friend of a neighbor next door and she ends up contracted contracting hiv she didn't know mm-hmm. it until like five years later um then she ends up taking us to florida my dad goes broke trying to get custody and go through the whole process and when we moved down here she ends up meeting a guy named jordan he's like a stepdad to me mm-hmm. and right when my mom was in the hospital pretty much on the last couple of weeks jordan had got killed in some kind of drug deal gone wrong that's how i found out i'd never see him again and then my mom passes away so my dad finally gets custody and we move in with my stepmom. She has a grand mal seizure, almost loses her life. Then my dad gets a staph infection from the hospital during a back and surgery. Uh, during a back surgery, almost loses his life. So um, all, the reason I say this, all these mm-hmm. things kind of got me inside the independent mindset, you know, of how to make money, how to be independent, how to be an entrepreneur. And after that, I went through a, a multitude of nine to fives. Well, not really nine to fives. When I was 11 was my first job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't really call it a nine to five. Um, right. But yeah, so I I cleaned refrigerators. I did all the cashier stuff. When I was 13, I got my first job outside of anybody that I knew. I was a dishwasher at this restaurant called Wild Rose. And then all through high school, two jobs, all kinds of restaurants, telemarketing stuff, sales, every shit job that you could think of until my last nine to five in 2004 to 2008. And around 2006, I was arrested two different times. And when 2008 came, I was really doing music heavily at the time. And the place that I was working, they recommended that I work in a different department because I wasn't focused in this other department. And I couldn't even get a job in the same place that I was working because of something that happened two years prior. So that's when I knew I wasn't going to be able to get a job anywhere. And I decided to go out on my own and just start hustling. And when I mean hustling, I mean trying to find any way, shape or form to stay above water because I was so used to the nine to five world. So long story short, we started doing hip hop shows and once we realized we couldn't get booked on a million hip hop shows and make money that way because there's so many artists down here, we decided to become the promoter ourselves and start mm-hmm. booking the hip hop shows, which could which should go for anything. I mean, that lesson applies to anything like even if you're starting a podcast, you know, you don't you, people aren't putting you on their podcast. Guess what you do? You start your own damn podcast. So absolutely. Um, we started doing that. And then once uh, once I realized that 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 was a difficult thing. I learned <laughs> lessons in all these failures. Um, mm-hmm. We ended up starting a printing business and the printing business, we didn't sign a lease and the lease got, uh, excuse me, and then the building got sold out from under us. But during that process, we got a intern and that intern helped me start my clothing line. And then I moved forward on that. Then on to the next thing, which is social media. Now, uh, at the end of this whole story, this is the very, very condensed version, but the end of the whole story mm-hmm. was all these years I was doing music. I released my last album in 2000, the end of 2016, early 2017. 
and mm-hmm. I already had accumulated a fan base and I was verified on everything. So I'm like, how do I keep this going without losing my fan base? So I decided to shoot viral videos, comedy sketches and all this stuff. And um, at the end of the, that year, uh, 2018, I was given the opportunity to do a TED Talk. And the combination between the TED Talk and something I shot that went viral by the end of the year was like, you know, it kind of blew me up in a sense where it gave me a lot of opportunities. So um, that that's the very long story. Right. Short story. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, you know, you're, you're kind of quoted now as, as the that viral guy. Uh, yeah, that's you know, to, 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 <laughs> Yes, sir. And uh, t- take us through, uh, you know, that like, you know, what, what is your encouragement to somebody that, that is out there doing similar work and they, they're like, you know, like what is your secrets or some tips of advice that, that, you know, they're, they're shooting content, they're doing skits and they, they, they really want to get that, that, that big market or they want to, want it to go viral. Like, do you have any secrets, any tips? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny though, about the, the whole viral guy expression. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't, I never want to be put in a box to be one thing. I have that up there, right. but they were calling me, but I, every room that I go into, I get introduced differently. Like one room I go into, they're like, this is Brian. He, he's a TED talk speaker. Next room hey, is the viral guy. This guy used to do music. So I'm okay with all of them. But if right. I have to give anyone tips on, you know, necessarily how to go viral, it's funny because that's what I've been speaking about around the country. Mm-hmm. That's what they've been asking me to speak about. And I never right. thought in a million years when I went viral that I'd be speaking about it. It's the most bizarre thing. Um, right. <laughs> so what would I tell people? Number one, be, be consistent with your content. You're more likely mm-hmm. to blow up if your content is very consistent. Um, and what I tell people a lot it, to increase video views, there's no, okay, so you're going to have 50 or 60% of videos that go viral by accident, but the other 50, 40% or whatever, there's a marketing strategy to it. There's a, there's mm-hmm. a specific design on how you do it. And what I like to tell people is that you want to put Easter eggs in all your videos. And what I mean by Easter eggs are you want to plant little things in your videos to increase video views. It could be anything, you know, and, and the way I've been telling the story or, or I've been explaining it is, let's say, for example, you have a real estate agent, right? And the real estate mm-hmm. agent is trying to sell a mansion. And he realizes he got a stain on his shirt when he's watching the video back. What I would tell that real estate agent is leave the stain on your shirt because that's going to cause 50 people to comment that didn't comment before because the Internet is is a negative place. People love to come to your shit just to Mm -hmm. comment negatively. But those negative comments boost you up in the algorithm. Now, let's keep going further. And you got the stain on your shirt. And then you have a guy in the background and he's walking his dog and the dog takes a shit. Now, right. you're going to have 100 comments because 50 people are going to mention the stain, 50 people are going to mention dog shitting, and then what's going to happen is they're going to start arguing in the comment section, oh, did you see it? Oh, oh my God, this guy's unprofessional. And you know what? Right. It's going to get that video in front of the right people. Now, if you take it a step further, what if those things weren't by accident? What if the stain wasn't an accident? What if the dog shitting wasn't an accident? What if you planted them in there purposely? What if you wore a crazy-ass tie? What if you right. made a dog shit in the background? What if you... Uh, had a baseball fly right in front of your face out of nowhere. You're going to start racking up all kinds of comments. And then if you word the caption of all your videos correctly, you're going to get more comments. So instead of just stating, hey, guys, here's my real estate video. No, you should write, is anybody in the market to buy a house? Question mark. You're going to get 50 more comments just on that little phrasing uh, 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 as a you know different wording on your captions mm-hmm. than you would if you just wrote, worded it a certain way. So there's all c- sorts of little tricks in there to increase your video views. 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, since we're speaking to, you know, the expert himself, what, what did you consider going viral? I think that, that terms, uh, you know, it's used a lot, uh, nowadays and, uh, what, what do you truly define? All right. That, you know, we could say that went viral. Right. Right. So, you know, there's all different standards. I I've heard mm-hmm. people say they've gone viral off, you know, when things take off at a hundred thousand views, I I've seen people say it went viral when it hit a million views. I've seen the news mm-hmm. say something hit viral when it hit 200,000 views. So what, what happened with me was, my, what happened was uh, I shot this social experiment and mm-hmm. it went viral throughout the country on the news. And then it, it made international <clears throat> news. And I right. was just all over the t- I was all over TV for, for like four or five days straight. It made CNN, Fox, MSNBC, ABC, Yahoo, Inside Edition, uh, Miami Herald. And I got messages from Russia, Greece, wow. Hawaii, all over the country. So and internationally, it was it was pretty crazy. So um to me, that that definitely went viral. And then I did the Miami Heat prank that made the news. I consider that going viral because uh, immediately somebody tweeted it out. It, it got retweeted a, a bunch of times by some Fox News reporter. And then the news came to my house and it made the news the next day. Um, wow. Yeah. So, I, I mean, everybody has different definition, but you'll really know when, when something goes viral, you'll feel and know the impact of it. Absolutely. And uh, what would you say, uh, you know, you, t- you touched on a lot of powerful things uh, early in this podcast. What was the most important thing you've learned so far in your journey? The most important thing that I learned is that you, okay, so you're going to get hit by life right in the fucking face mm-hmm. every day. You right. know? So yes. what you need to learn, just like that movie Rocky, and, and I love this quote where he says, uh, life isn't about how hard you hit, it's about hard, how hard you get hit and move forward. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that. So if I learn anything in this life is is the tenacity to just keep moving forward because if you let all these hits knock you down, you're, you're not going to get back up and, and it's pointless. What's the point of living on this earth in sadness and, and, and fear all the time and, and feeling like you fail? Failure is a part of the process. When you fail, you move forward. When you fail, you learn. You cannot take defeats and just sit on it. You got to take defeats and move forward with them. Absolutely. And uh, who, who is one person that you haven't got a chance to, to shoot some content or shoot a skit with yet that you would, uh, you know, just really love to, to work alongside? <laughs> Man, nowadays, there's so many. I would it, like if someone put a gun to my head right now, I was like, pick one person to shoot content with. I swear to God, I, I would hit up Will Smith right now. Right. And I'd be like, yo, let's shoot. Because he I mean, this guy is a movie star. He's done everything. And he gets on Instagram and he, he does the most creative shit. Mind you, he probably has a videographer that he pays a million dollars to to create all the crazy stuff. But right. it's his mind behind it. And I would love to shoot some content with Will Smith and Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle is always my, always my guy. Absolutely. You, you, you're definitely right on that. You know, two uh, legendary, iconic guys, to say the very least. Yeah. Um, what is uh, we'll go off topic here for just a moment, Brian. We'll yeah. get back into things. Uh, recently, I was named an ambassador for bodyguards against bullying. What is your message uh, out there on the fight against bullying? Yeah, I can't. First of all, I cannot stand bullying. Like it, it mm. literally drives me crazy. And what I would love to tell young people that get bullied in high school, I would love to, and you know, and not that my nephews got bullied or anything, but I, I remember having conversations with them and other young people about it. Um, mm-hmm. That life, there's so much more to life outside this bullshit. I, okay. School, you know, it's great to go to school mm-hmm. obviously and learn, but right. those four years in high school mean jack shit. They are mm-hmm. a blink of an eye in your life. They mean nothing. Right. So if you get bullied in high school, you know, for the people that have gotten bullied, I want you to understand that, once you get out of high school and you work, you're in a workplace, everybody, it's different. There's friendships. You've got older people, younger people. Everybody's the same. You know, it, it, 
those four years that you may have been bullied in high school or middle school, they mean jack shit. When mm-hmm. you're, you're going to get into real life and you're going to realize life is not all like that. And people get into that weird pack mentality when they're in high school just to be cool. But you know what? You're going to be the cool person. And those motherfuckers are going to be begging you for jobs when you get out of school. So um, that's my stance on bullying. I can't stand it. I think it, uh, I think it's really cruel and, and I don't agree with it whatsoever. Absolutely. And I appreciate your input on that. And, uh, you know, it was a uh, it was a podcast I was listening to one time. It might have been the Joe Rogan podcast. And it was uh, uh, George, George St. Pierre was on there. And he said, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously, George St. Pierre is one of the greatest fighters, uh, you know, and, um, you know, he he said he had got bullied growing up. And eventually he said one day, you know, as you know, when he was a professional fighter, he said he ran in ran back into his bully he said you know i could have destroyed him if i wanted to you know so you just never know you never know when the tables are going to turn you know right 100 percent. yeah absolutely and we'll, we'll get back th- uh, into things here I, I really appreciate your input on that uh brian right uh what, what is your encouragement to to any of the youth whether it's a young lady a young man listening to this podcast of they say hey you know i want to i want to be the person that that does skits i want to be the person that that gets into uh you know creating content and, and, you know, being featured on, on major things. Like I, I really want to get into that and maybe one day, you know, it's, it, you know, uh, acting or whatever it may be. Uh, what is your encouragement to them uh, that they can follow their dreams and do whatever they want in life? Right. My, my favorite, my favorite slogan of all time is the Nike slogan. Just do it. Stop thinking mm-hmm. about it. So I, every day I get people messing me. I want to do this. I want to start a YouTube channel. I want to do this. I'm like, why haven't you done it? I don't know. Just do it. Like literally right. just do it. There are no, Sometimes, like if you're creating a website, for example, yes, there may be steps involved, but when it comes to creating a podcast, when it comes to creating a a YouTube channel, just do it. If you want to create a podcast, there may be 10 steps. Go out of order if you have to. Get a microphone, download the app, uh, start messaging your guests in any order. It doesn't matter. Just do something in the process. And once you get in it, once you get your feet dirty and you're in it, you're in it and you're going to start to notice you know, little ways to maneuver through, through the mud, you know, when you're posting content and you learn and you, you grow. So whatever, whatever it is you want to do in this life, if it's content creation or anything, just get in there and Mm. do it. Don't think about it. Don't look at other people's stuff. Yeah. Look at other people's stuff to get motivated, but don't get discouraged Mm. because, wow, these guys have millions of views and I can't, no, it doesn't matter. You'll get to that point eventually. Right. Absolutely. And uh, what, like, so give us like a, a point of view, like, all right, say you, you get the night, get an idea uh, of creating content, film a skit. How does it come about? Like walk us through a little bit of it. Um, so it, it really depends on what it is. So when I started mm-hmm. making skits, it was, so I, I, my first thing was, and this was all experimental. That's the funny part mm-hmm. about it. I thought I was just going to make skits. And then as I'm making skits, I'm like, I want to try a social experiment. Literally, I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I've never done one before. And then I go to a mm-hmm. mall at Sawgrass, and um, I pretend to be famous. I get two fake bodyguards. I get fake paparazzi. I get eight actors in the crowd. And I made myself famous. The entire mall wanted my autograph. I got followed around for a half hour. I got escorted out of the mall by security guards. So um, it, it's just crazy. You just have to literally get in there and do it. And there was you know, there was no process to it, really. It's Some, mm-hmm. some have a process. When I did the heat prank, yeah, it took us three weeks to plan. I had to lie to the heat in an email for like three weeks, which I actually felt bad about. And right. what you want to do with these skits and pranks or whatever it is you're doing, you want to write the idea. That's the first thing you want to do. Get it on paper, get it on a whiteboard and have it up there. 
Then when you get it on a whiteboard, if you're doing a skit with lines, then you want to write out the script. It's not as hard as people think. You just write out mm-hmm. the lines. It's a minute skit. It'll take you 20, 30 minutes to write out the lines. And then you, you practice a little bit and you just go right in it and experiment. You're going to have shitty skits. And I told myself that in the beginning. My first mm-hmm. skit, which was horrible, and I can't even watch it to this day. It's it got right. 178,000 views and it sucked. So when I did wow. so when I did that, I'm like, you know what? If I can get that many views on this, wait till I start shooting good shit. So the worst skit in the world that should have discouraged me, which I got a lot of negative comments on, should have stopped <laughs> me. But I actually went further and good things happened from it. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's true, though. You know, we can't get discouraged in life that, you know, uh, even even sometimes in the things that we may think is a failure or as long as we learn from it. And, you know, sometimes blessings come in weird ways. They come in disguise, you know, uh, like like you said, you know, you thought, you know, hey, maybe I shouldn't do this. And then you end up, you know, now look where you're at. All these major publications, news channels, uh, you know, Miami Heat doing a skit, Crazy. you know, major things. So it's uh it, it's very weird how life can life can turn. And that's what I love uh, about life, bro. I fucking love. That's the one thing I love about life. You could be sitting here with nothing, and all you got to do is go online, send out some DMs, network for a week or two, shoot a skit, do something. Your life can change in a heartbeat. Absolutely. And touch on the importance of networking, uh, making great connections, um, you know, things like that, collaborating. Uh, t- touch on the importance of that and how how pivotal that is. Oh, it's so it's so important, especially mm-hmm. with this in this day and age in social media. But what I like to tell people is that if you're going to network, do it the right way. I know a lot of people that that it's I don't know if it's their fault or not, or they just never learned, mm-hmm. but they don't network properly. Like you don't write somebody initially and just say, yo, do me a favor, post this. That's not how you network. You know what I mean? Right. When you network online, you want to network the right way, but it's essential because these people that you're making connects with are, are, you know, it's like octopus arms. They have a longer reach than certain people are going to have a longer reach than you do. You're going to want to use their connections. You do favors for them. They do favors for you. If you want actors for your skits, you want to, you want to make sure you have good connections. You want to make sure you have a foot in that world. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to make sure you have a foot in that entrepreneurial world. So you can reach out to people. If you need a loan, if you can reach out to people that you need publications from, you can reach out to people. So this last year I did a lot of speaking gigs. I networked with a lot of people. Um, I mm-hmm. haven't necessarily tapped a lot of them, but the, when the day comes that I need, Oh, I have a couple of them, but when the, when mm-hmm. the day comes, I really need something they know they could count on me and I know I can count on them because I made that solid connection and you're going to need that in this life. You know, the saying your network is your net worth. Um, Absolutely. Very, very similar to that. So I feel. Absolutely. And uh, just to kind of, uh, you know, go off the, the, the sentence you just stated, uh, you know, money spends once, but knowledge and, and connections monetize forever, you know, True. so uh, a, a lot of people are always caught up in the immediate, Oh, I need, I need that every penny, but, you know, sometimes the connection and, and the things that you learn, you know, that that that'll last forever. You know, the people that you know, the people that you do right by the uh, the knowledge, the wisdom you gain, the expertise, the experience, you know, that that stuff is so, so key. So key. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And um, what, what would you say, Brian, uh, was your proudest moment like, uh, you know, throughout creating of your content, uh, things that have gone viral? Like, what was the one where you just said, wow, like you just look back on and say, I can't believe like <laughs> that went that big or like, yeah. what, what was a moment that was uh, very proud? I think you? it's going to be a tie between, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in that world, it's going to be a tie between my Ted talk and, uh, mm-hmm. and the one video that went viral because the, the crazy thing was when I did that Ted talk, it, it was a weird experience. I didn't know it was going to have this kind of impact, but I, like, 
I remember this is a silly example. I remember being at this event and, you know, this mm-hmm. girl, we're talking and we're sitting there and she asked me questions. What do you do? I was like, oh, I've been shooting skids, you know, one, one, buyer, one, mm-hmm. this. She didn't even bat an eye. She was like still looking at her phone. And I was like, yeah, and then I recently did a TED talk and her eyes glazed over like, oh, you did a TED talk? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, it's so weird what, what people find like amazing, uh, an amazing accomplishment. Right. So after I did that TED talk, I started noticing like people like right after it, people were like, I don't know, just kind of talking to me differently. Like it, it, was, mm-hmm. just, it was just a weird uh, experience. I remember Will Smith was, I'm nowhere near that level, obviously. But Will Smith mm-hmm. was talking about after, after he did, um, uh, what's that movie about aliens? Uh, I forgot, but not the Men in Black one, but the first one he did. But he said mm-hmm. after that, they stopped calling him Will and started calling him Mr. Smith. Uh, after wow. I did my test, nowhere near that level. I'm not comparing myself to that at all. But yes, after yes, I did the TED uh, absolutely. Talk, I, I started noticing people like treating me differently, introducing me as a TED Talk speaker. I thought that was cool. And then when I went viral, it was, I was, after that week, I was just baffled. I remember calling my boy. I'm like, bro. I just got hit up by every news station in the country. I think this is a game changer. He's like, bro, that's it, right. bro. Ride the wave. And then, you know, it's been it's been over a year. And now I'm just, the momentum's still growing. It's not it's not stopped. So, wow. it's crazy. Right. A- absolutely. And uh, to take us through, like, the uh, the Miami Heat skit, um, you know, you that one went, you know, viral, obviously. And, uh, you know, you, you touched on it a little bit earlier. Like, to t- take us through that. Like, give us give us a walkthrough of that and what, what, what transpired. Yeah. Uh, um, so the funny thing about that real quick is that that uh-huh. that skit is exactly a year old. And I just posted on TikTok recently and it hit and, and mm-hmm. I only had three thousand followers on TikTok and it just hit one point five million views. And 400,000 wow. likes, like 2,000 comments. <laughs> so even a year later, it's still, it's, it's, that's the one video that took off for me on TikTok. They got me, it got me seven, eight, nine, 10, it got me like uh, 12,000 followers from that one video. But anyway, um, wow. so long story short, I had planned to do this proposal uh, prank and then it was brought up that we should mm-hmm. try it at the Heat game. So I actually reached out to somebody that I knew did a real proposal on the Jumbotron at the Heat game. And when I asked him for the connection to the Jumbotron, he's like, what are you trying to troll for content? And I was like, fuck. I was like, he's like, I can't do that. I can't give that to you for that. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So we were going to do it anyway. I was just going to, we were going to set it up and do a real proposal in the middle of the aisle without the, without the Jumbotron. And then all of a sudden, I swear, tell me this isn't the biggest coincidence on planet Earth. We were going to do it anyway. And then my videographer also has a blind business where he puts up blinds in people's houses. He overheard uh-huh. a client saying something about the heat and something about the jumbotron so and this was already in the middle of us getting ready to do it and he gets the connection to the jumbotron he tells this girl that a client (laughs) of his which he lost after this whole thing he told her that he has a a friend that's that wants to propose do you have the connection right so i got put in a um uh an email with the miami heat like Mm -hmm. a bunch of them and we went back and forth for three weeks trying to plan it they almost changed the whole thing at that last minute trying to make me do it in the DJ booth. I was like, no, 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 I, I can't. I already have it planned out. All our family and friends are going to be there. So we got eight actors involved. I think it was eight. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was something like a six right. eight. And um, I planted them. We, we, we specifically bought their seats in different spaces where they can all look for the ring when I dropped it and hype up the crowd more. So so right. when we got there, I sat down, I got on one knee, I dropped the ring. She walks out. Everyone's going ape shit. All the actors are like, is that the ring there? Is that the ring there? Wait, look. Eric. And they're like pointing at people's feet. They're <laughs> causing chaos in the section. And it was the it was the funniest thing. My heart was jacked up. 
Um, it got sent to the news like five minutes after they came, they, came to, <laughs> they came to my house the next day. And then they found out that I was the same guy from the homeless social experiment that went viral. And when they found uh-huh. that out, the phone call was made to the station. And the guy that was at my house, he was like, yo, uh, the guy that we're about to interview that did the Miami Heat prank last night, he's the same guy that did the uh, homeless thing. And they're like, make sure it's the same guy. Confirm it confirm it <laughs> and then uh and then we went on with the interview and it was it was just absolutely crazy and then they aired that story that it was a prank and the funny thing was when the news called me they they go they go to me they're like can we ask you a question i'm like yeah they go they go was that a prank or was that real and my my answer to that was if i tell you it was a prank will you still run the story because <laughs> i wanted them to right. run the story and then they're like hell yeah i was like it was a prank it was a prank <laughs> Um, yeah, right. so, and that was the whole thing and it, it was crazy and um it took off and then now it took off on tiktok all my other videos have measly views that one took took off to 1.5 million every single day i'm getting new followers because of that video wow yeah that that one was uh you know definitely legendary <laughs> that was crazy, that was crazy. um <laughs> Right. And, and um, take us through like uh, the, the social experiment, the one that you were just talking about as well. Uh, oh, the, the the one that went viral. Yes. Yeah, sir. So every Christmas I like to do something positive. And this particular mm-hmm. Christmas I woke up and I'm, I'm thinking what I can do. And I remember watching Facebook and I saw this video of like a rich guy. I, I think it was like it was a rich guy that gave money to a homeless guy. And then that homeless guy gave money to people. And I, I, mm-hmm. I watched that. I got really inspired by that. So I'm like, all right, let me let me try to convert it into into a way that I could do it, you know. And the, here's the crazy thing about life. The anything could have happened. The videographer that the only videographer that was available wasn't even available. She was at some kind of like engagement lunch. So I'm like, fuck, I can't do it anyway. It's so mm-hmm. if, if she didn't come that day or if anything changed in that day, none of this would have happened. That's the craziest part. So. I dressed up as a homeless guy and I had a sign that said, I'm homeless. Please help my family for the holidays. We went over to Target near the Broward Mall and anybody mm-hmm. that gave me a dollar thinking I was homeless, a uh, 50 cents dollar off me food, I ended up giving them a hundred dollar bill in return and I ended up handing out $500 wow. that day. Um, and I got some great responses. One guy, you know, took the hundred dollars. He gave me a hug. He was crying. He owned a pizzeria, really nice guy. And he said he was going to pay it forward. And then I had one guy who had a son with him that's like, thank you so much for this teachable moment. It means everything to me. And after that video happened, the news picked it up. But then w- w- what I'm really glad about is that it was the positive one that I did that, that went viral. It wasn't some stupid shit. It was, it was something that was positive. And then I was able to start a GoFundMe page and raise $1,000 for young people that actually need the money um, after that whole thing. So I used the momentum of that to raise some money. And um, yeah, that was that was pretty much the whole thing. Then it got picked up by every freaking news station on the planet. It feels like. Wow, absolutely. And and who who would you say uh, was the most like meaningful news station that ever reached out to you? Like the the one that you just were like, wow, I can't believe they reached um, reached out to me. That's a tricky one. Like, I, listen, I, uh-huh. I don't want to get involved in politics, or anything, you know, Fox News right, and, right. CNN and all that. But the funny thing was when Fox News aired it. Um, you know, cause you know, Fox has local affiliates. It's not just Fox, Fox. Yes. Yes. Um, I get a message from my cousin and he's like, yo, you're on Fox. So I'm thinking like Fox local 10. He's like, he sends me the video. He goes, no, you're on Fox news, prime time, the channel at 10 o'clock. And I'm like, what? So <laughs> politics aside, wow. I was like, holy shit, I made Fox news. <laughs> so I All thought right. that was pretty funny. You know, that, that was interesting. Uh- 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, um, as we get ready to conclude here, Brian, I'll pass things over to you. Uh, you know, if there's anything we didn't get to touch on, anything that we can expect to see from you here in the near future when things get back to, to you know, to restore, restore back to normal, excuse me, uh, and, and also let people know where they can keep in touch with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. After this whole thing's over, I'm working on that show. America's Gone Viral, where it's going to be a contest, uh, uh, um, a, uh, uh, a viral content creator show where people are going to kind of compete against one another for viral content. See who's the most creative show, the behind the scenes. So that's, that's what I'm going to be working off, working on when this is all done. Um, and mm-hmm. where can they find me at Brian breach on Instagram? TikTok is Brian breach. Now YouTube, Brian breach zero three, uh, Brian underscore breach Twitter. And especially my, MySpace. No, I'm kidding. Not that one. <laughs> yeah. I think that's almost. Y- yes. Sir. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it was, it was really amazing to, you know, learn about your journey and, and your life. And, uh, you know, I wish you nothing but uh, prosperity and success. And, uh, you know, thank you for giving us some some insight and, uh, you know, uh, for, for your time. Right today. back at you, man. I see everything you're doing, too. You're killing it, man. I appreciate that, Brian. It means a lot. And, and likewise, likewise. All right. Thanks. All right. Take care. Have a good one, man. Thank you for having me. You, you're welcome. Anytime.